Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and more. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback in a five-star review. We are brought to you in part by Tiny Bubbles Laundromat, Stanley Law Offices, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and our great friends over at Camillus Golf Club. Go ahead and log on to CamillusHillsGolfClub.com and get your 2022 membership today at Camillus Golf Club, the official golf club of the ML Sports Platter. I do want to give a quick mention here, too. Uh, we're brought to you in part by our good friends over at Bet Online. Listen, football might be over, but it's college hoop season in full steam and also pro basketball from all the latest odds, totals, and more. Bet Online is the number one uh, spot for all your sports betting needs. All you have to do is head on over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V. To get started, bet online where the game starts. It's an absolute delight for me to bring onto the program one of the greatest players in St. Bonaventure University basketball history. He could score with the best of them, had so much success. They win the NIT in 1977 with that amazing team, make the NCAA tournament in 1978. Just a decorated, amazing career. One of the most uh, productive and shifty guards, certainly in college basketball during his day. Got better and better and better every single season at Bana. Such a threat on the basketball court. Let's bring in the legend, Glenn Hagen. Glenn, welcome aboard. Thank you. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Um, let, let's go back a little bit, you know, and, and, and talk about and celebrate your career. Um, what made you choose St. Bonaventure? I had my uh, guidance counselor at Cardinal Moody High School, and then my uh, English teacher, who was a nun, Sister Mary Ruth, both had graduated from there, and they thought it was a great fit for me. And when you got there, obviously you had a ton of success. The 77 NIT team, I mean, <laughs> you and Hollis and Sanders, that whole group uh, was, was, was unbelievable, and that was a different time back then. The NIT was as big as the NCAA. People... Uh, today might not realize it, but it was. When did you realize that you know that seventy six seventy seven team was going to do something special? And frankly, the year after you did too, because you made the tournament. But when did you when did you realize that team had had it going on? We were we were a close team. Okay, we were a close team, and actually, the team before then was the best team I played on there. All right, you know, the team before then was the best team I played on. But that team there was we were all of us came in together. Jimmy was a, was only one year ahead of me, and Essie was one year ahead of me. And then every everybody else on the team came in either with me or uh, uh, or after me. So we were a very close knit team. Okay, you know, uh, Jimmy and Essie were captains, but 
And actually, and actually, there's just three of us because I was the set. I was always at the forefront. I had the big mouth. <laughs> Did you have a best friend on the team through your years? Um, Timmy Woodman uh, was my roommate on on the road the whole time I was there. So he was like my my little brother. But I was very close to everyone. Okay, right? You know, we go and we eat together. I would you know orchestrate uh, certain things. I was a big mouth, and I was the I was the jokester. I kept everything loose and funny, you know. I had I had a I had a thing where when we did our calisthenics, I would sing, and everyone would you know, and everyone would join in and just follow me. And so I mean, it was it was just who I was, you know, and yeah. my type of personality that I had. St. Bonaventure basketball great Glenn Hagen, our guest here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and Burn Dairy. Uh, when you look at Glenn, um, you know, as time has gone on here. Um, I think that sometimes there's a missing element from the younger generation, you know, forgetting about how unbelievable the era was that you played in, you know, in the fifties and sixties before that. And then the seventies with, with a lot of players like yourself, um, how important is it to you? And I know you're very active on Facebook and, you know, getting the word out there about your, your era to uh, pretty much everybody and, and celebrating Bonnet hoops as well. But how important is it to you that the young generation know about the history of college basketball and the time you played? Well, it's, it, well sometimes it's a little difficult because everyone uh, believes what they see or what they saw and what they were involved with, okay, right? And just simply like this here, right? It's been, I, I graduated in 1978, okay? Some people weren't even born or walking or watching TV, okay, right? So yeah. we played everybody. Yeah, yep. You know? Yep. Where we played like we played South Carolina, they want to come down there, right? People forget we played against uh, uh, with Jack Sigmund, Jeff Rubin, Michael Thompson, Norm Nixon. Okay, right? I mean, we played. We played, we went out to uh, at Christmas time. The first tournament I went to, we were sitting there with Georgia Tech, Maryland, UCLA, and Bonaventure. And of course, we didn't win a game, you know. <laughs> but we were we were played. I mean, we we came in there when um, South Carolina was undefeated. They were scared to come down to play at our place because we didn't lose at our place. I lost two games at home my whole career wow. in three years to the same team, both times on the buzzer by the same guy. And it was Detroit who was in the, it was in the top 20 in the country. When, when you try to describe what body basketball means and you know, the, the, the cult that some people call it, um, h- how do you explain the phenomenon of, of what we're all involved with here with this program? Everybody's involved, from the fans to the town to the players and the coaches. Okay, right. Once it says it's it's basketball season, everybody's on one beat, and they go for it. Okay, right. And you can't say anything negative to anyone. Okay, right. <laughs> in that radius about Bonaventure. Okay, right. They sometimes they sit back. I I know they get disappointed when they lose, but losing is part of the game. You have to lose in order to win, okay, right? And stay hungry. And, and see, you put it you and you put it directly when you say, okay, right? You don't you're like me. See, we don't we don't sugarcoat it, okay, right? If something's not working and it's not right, okay, right? Some people sit there and they think they gotta be dedicated, okay, right? But guess what, right? You can have dedication to tell the truth, okay, right? If it's right in front of you, black and white. You know, like I put on when I when I said and I I was talking to something yesterday, okay, right? That we needed to go inside. We were having we were having a, a hard time stopping with penetration. We needed to play a little bit more zone, cut it off. 
you got a rim protector, use him, okay, right? And you, the, the big guy needs to be involved offensively, okay, right? You know, and they, they've been using the bench a little bit better too, all right? I love Adam. I mean, I, yeah, I love Adams. And the other lefty, the, the lefty comes in and he gives you work. I don't know. And uh, sometimes you might have to play both of them, okay? You know, but you got to try different things. But Schmidt is, Schmidt is actually open to suggestions. And, you know, you can say that, that he might not. He might read this or might not read this or whatever like this here, right? But he'll try anything, okay, right? You know? Yeah, he's been so awesome for the program, obviously, you know, pulling pulling the program and the school kind of out of that, you know, awful scandal, uh, the academic fraud that happened several years ago. Um, do you have do you have interaction with Mark on on, on any kind of basis, Glenn? I talk to him, I talk to him all the time and my door and his door is always open to me. Okay. He always tells me not to be a stranger. Mm-hmm. I usually come down, I sit in the same seat. I sit right across from the bench on the floor. And then I interact with him or talk to him, you know. Uh, we were talking about me coming down there and I might do something in the summertime because I do camps and clinics, okay, you know. And I talk to the, uh, I talk to, uh, I talk to Big Mac, you know. It's my man when I want to come down there. And they, I mean, they treat me royalty when I come down there. But I have no problems, you know. Bonaventure basketball great Glenn Hagen is our guest. What have you learned from Jim Sadlin through the years? Well, so me, and, me and Coach Sadlin, I was his first recruit, okay. So then you have to understand that uh, I was his first recruit, and uh, and he was young. He was only like thirty three years old, and him and Cowboy. And so when I came in like this year, right, you know, it was uh, it was different for me, okay, right. But it was loose, okay, you know. And I'm an inner city kid, but I went to private school, okay, right. And so uh, and I get, I get on him all the time because when I first came, I they. Uh, they kind of forgot about me, or they thought I was too weak, and, and maybe I was. I was small. I was like 130 pounds and 5'11 and 3 quarters. I grew when I got there and got a little stronger. But, uh, I mean, I, I, didn't, I, didn't play, I, didn't, I didn't play a game on a varsity till after 13 games. So I, I, played, I played on the JV for 10. Okay, right? But I was getting 30 a game. <laughs> yeah. And then they brought, me up, they brought me up to Christmas time for the tournament because they, they, they couldn't leave me on campus. You were picked in in the second round of the '78 NBA draft. I think 43rd overall. Technically, technically, yeah. or really, you have, to, you have to watch that because what they did was okay, right? Philly traded away. Oh, that's right. The first pick for two first picks. I mean, for two for two for, for two second round picks. Okay, so when so when it came time for to get out the dish out the money. Okay, right. I had a some I had a good agent, some I had a bad. But what he did was was that he. He asked for money for a first-round pick, but that's but technically, me and with Chiefs, what he went before me, I went, he went twenty-three, I went twenty-four. Okay, right, and it was only and, and remember, it was only twenty-two teams then. We, we were the first two players picked in the second round. Now, what do you remember? What did you enjoy about the NBA in that short time? Did you did you learn anything? Um, you know, did, did you? Did, what are your takeaways from your your short time in the NBA? Well, I learned I learned a lot, okay, right? Because afterwards, okay, right? You know, when I played, had my stint in the CBA, okay, right? And that, uh, and actually in '82, okay, right? After the, uh, actually, like it was a weekend like this here, right? After the NBA All Star game, okay, right? Boston came and wanted to sign me for the rest of the year, and of course, I had they had released me earlier. Then I went to Detroit, and so what I did was instead of signing with Boston. I went and signed up with the Philippines for money, and I could have and I could have finished out the year. 
I had to finish out that year. And then, then I then run them then I had and then I didn't go to I never reported to Denver. Okay. And I got traded to Seattle and I never showed up. I went overseas again. Okay. But the the, the business of the NBA is uh is tricky. Okay, right? It's personal. It's political. Okay, like this here, right? But it's possible. And you have to be you have to be prepared mentally, more so than anything, okay, right? But you have to be in shape, okay, right? And a lot of times you gotta remember, which I had a problem with, keep your mouth shut. Okay? Especially if you hadn't played yet. You have you need to get in get your foot in the door, okay? You know? And then when you and then once you start to play, the the fact of the matter is is that you you gotta decide what you're playing for, okay, right? If you're gonna sit in there, if you're gonna have a future, if you're gonna play for money. Or you want to try to just play for the love of the game, okay? Right? And most people are going to choose the money because it's security. So it gets to be tricky, all right? And then if you have a family and you're trying to move and you're trying to travel, and uh, and then you then you got to remember too, what are you going to do when you stop playing? Okay, right? Can you save? All right, and you just can't overdo it, you know. But it's a it's a uh, it's it's a tough position, especially for a young person. You know, I remember Coach Sadlin came and got me when I got cut from Philly and he drove down and he picked me up and he brought me down to uh, brought me down to Bonaventure. And I thought he was bringing me down. But you know what he brought me down? Cobb, I was taking the job at Mercyhurst. So he asked me if I wanted to coach. Jimmy Barron had uh, he was in Rochester and he was coaching at the University of Rochester. But I had a chance to come there to Bonaventure. And I used to come back and stuff to the summertime and I still come back now. All right. But I had in my mind that I had to prove to myself and everyone else that I could play in the NBA. Now it's a great so, story. Glenn Hagen, a couple more for the Bonaventure. Some of it is, is you might make bad decisions and trying to follow your dream too. Yeah, no doubt. A couple more questions for Glenn Hagen, Bonaventure Hoops, great NIT champ. Uh, so many unbelievable accolades uh, at the school. You know, since your time that you played at Bana, have you through the years? watched a player who reminds you of yourself has there ever been a player like that well my my favorite player since i got out is marcus green yeah okay, i love right? marcus but i was bigger yeah. than he was yeah all right yeah. but he was aggressive he wore and longer shorts true. a little bit huh just by a little bit <laughs> What's that? What's i said that? he he wore yeah, longer he's... shorts than you <laughs> Yes, he is. Yes, okay. But but see, but you, but then I, but then I sit here. So when we talked, and I come down, and then I, and I had to tell everybody. Everybody asked me, says, "Well, you know, I mean, I average like sixteen points a game okay, this year, right?" To me, that's not that much. Okay, all right. But but you got to remember too that Hobbs played with me. Who was when we left? He was number three. Sands is still number one. Belcher played with me, and then I have I got four players that were scored over here. Myself, so I thousand point clubs are leading scores. The thing is, so and I, as I tell everybody, how do you they get the ball? But I could I could have scored more, but I did what I was supposed to do in order to win. And, uh, but you know, but uh, as I was at I was at the game when they played. Uh, who did they just play? And they lost a tough game. I was there when they played uh, Davidson, and everyone is sitting there, okay, right? And I think that. Uh, Lofton could be more like me, but he's not aggressive all the time. But I think he's hurt a little bit, okay? You know? And people were calling me and asking me about how many assists did I have when he had uh, he had the 17 the other day, and then I told him I had 12 against Hofstra, okay? 
but the assists and everything are different now in the game anyway. They give you, they give you assists for uh, a direct pass and you make a three-point. Right? We didn't have threes when I played. So they didn't give them to you when you shot jump shots. So game's different. Players are different. Okay, all right. And I, and I, uh, and I had, uh, I interacted with Adams quite a bit because I saw always bust his chops and told him that I was the, I was the prototype. So, okay, right. But he put up numbers and, and, and he was as such as I was because when I left Bonnie's in 78, I held every record that they had for God when I left the, when I left the school. But of course, of course, the, you know, records are to be broken and that's what's, and that's what's been happening. You know, I'm still number five on the, what was that on the assist record for uh, at Bonaventure? Okay, right. But I'm slowly going down, and somebody else will come in there and drop me down another notch. Well, actually, after uh, when um, uh, when Lofter graduates, I drop down to number six. <laughs> what? Well, how would you clean up today in the you know the NIL world, right? Name, image, and likeness. You'd probably do pretty well, right? What's that? <laughs> the name, image, and likeness these days with college kids being able to. You know, go out and make their own money, be entrepreneurs, you know, sign up deals with corporations and companies. I, I got to believe you do pretty well. Yeah, if, I, I would lit up. Well, well, plus, too, that's the other thing. The other problem is, is that you come out, you can come out of high school or any place. And if you're good, you go inside and you can, if you get in, you get invited to the CBA, you automatically get 125000 a year. That's what you get. Hmm. So, I mean, how, how, how can you have a high school kid that, that has nothing? How can you not turn that down? They'll pay you not to go to college. That's actually what they're doing. Yeah. But you you get paid one hundred twenty five thousand dollars if you make that CBA team. Plus now you go inside and if and if you're uh, an elite athlete, then you sign a sneaker deal. And the sneaker deal is they, they say they're going to give you a million dollars. Of course, you're a kid. You're going to take it. Look at Zion Williamson. He ain't played a whole year. He's getting with videos and and sneakers and. And jerseys, and and, and it, he's got a foot injury. That's true. That's true. Um, final question for you. What do you hope people say about you, you know, your career, your time as a Bonnie? What, what do you hope people say about you? Well, let, me, let me say this, all right? I, when I go down, I come down for games, okay, right? And everyone says, and they look, and I, I don't know if the last time you've seen me, right? But I look like I can still play. Okay, like this year, right? But I'll be 67 this year. But everybody still remembers me. Okay, right? Or they see my, or they see my face, and uh, uh, they're so polite, and it's it's rewarding just for people to remember you and to talk about you. Or, or just like you say, we're on Facebook. Sometime I go in and I say something because I get sick of everybody talking about today and and like it was no yesterday or whatever, like this year, right? But just for the fact, all right, to be remembered, to be respected, okay, like this year, right? And I always throw it back at everybody's face, okay, right? I got the only banner just sitting up there, okay, right? The only thing left for me there at Bonaventure that uh, they said I was the next one, okay, right? My number to get retired, okay, all right? And uh, and, I, and I, I mean, I think I deserve it, okay, right? I got four people who was in the organization when I was in school that are up there. But not me. This has been amazing. I'm so glad we connected on Facebook. Glenn Hagen, Bonaventure Basketball. Great. Thank you so much for a few minutes and uh, continued success sent your way. And hopefully I'll run into you at the RC. Yes. All right. Well, well matter of fact, Mike, when I come down, I'll make sure I call you or I'll text you when I'm in town. Okay? 
The ML Sports Platter, all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Wanted to give you folks a quick word from NordVPN. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for. To give you peace of mind while you're online and with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. You can hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, and again, download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review for this podcast wherever you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are also brought to you in part by our terrific friends over at the Al and Angus Pub, Stanley Law Offices, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, and Bowers & Company CPAs, Certified Public Accountants in downtown Syracuse. Make sure you reach out to Bowers & Company CPAs for all of your accounting needs. Huge tip of the cap. Thank you to the Swan & Whitaker families, as well as Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Get your finances in order for the future with Brian Conboy. Advisors.massmutual.com. Thanks to Glenn Hagen. I'm Mike Lindsley. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.